How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome to Crossovers and Combo Breakers, a special crossover episode with the B-Gay Roll Dice Network, starring some of your favorite players and your favorite characters, an interdimensional wrestling ring like you have never seen before in your life. Hi everyone, are we ready to rumble? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't roll my R's, so I just (laughs) held the R sound for a while. Same thing. (laughs) It's okay. Hi. It's okay that you're Uh, right. (laughs) <laughs> well, happy Pride Month, everyone. We are celebrating style by uh, bringing some of the best and brightest from around the BK World Dice Network into a, um, interdim- an interdimensional sink of... Uh, well, I don't think I want to spoil too much yet. Um, but how about we start going around the table so everyone can introduce themselves? Uh, Dean, do you mind going first? Yeah, no problem. I am Dean Beckwith. I am the often GM of Bits Before Crits. We do a bunch of short 10 to 12 episode campaigns from various Powered by the Apocalypse systems. Um, oh, he, they. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, moving down the line. Hey, Tick, what's up? Hi, uh, I'm Tick. I use any pronouns, and I am part of Goblets and Gays. We are currently running a uh, homebrew setting that is called Blood of Kings. It's really good. I recommend it. It's very gay. Uh, we're currently in the middle of season two. We're actually getting kind of close to the end of it. And we also do a series of like one-shots and homebrews as well in various different systems, such as Monster of the Week. And recently, I ran a one-shot for Masks, which was really fun. So uh, come check us out on Twitter, Goblets and Gays. Okay. Uh, Ziva, hi. Hi, uh, my name is Ziva and my pronouns are she, her. Um, I am part of the Eternity Archives, which is a podcast where we um, play lots of different tabletop games um, and we use um, a rotating cast of characters, um, which are interdimensional librarians who um, keep the multiverse in balance um, by hopping into the worlds of various tabletop games and trying them out and solving mysteries. Um, This is my first time um, with this particular system 
some, um, but I've played a lot of bits and bobs of tabletop games. Um, actually, by the time that you hear this, we will still be in our Henshin arc where we're all playing um, big, big, awesome Power Ranger types. So uh, yeah, come check out the Eternity Archives uh, on mostly Twitter. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Dave, hi. Hi. Um, hi, I'm Dave. Uh, I use he, him only. Um, and I am a player on in Dice Will Roll, which is um, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. Trademark. <clears throat> we can't say that around Tick. We might we might get uh, copyrights to grab. Oh my <laughs> <Sure>. god. <laughs> um, and right now we're in our second season. Um, we're playing Extinction Curse, uh, which is. Imagine if you were in the circus and then dinosaurs started trying to kill you. But like, <laughs> but like worse. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm just a player and Barry is our GM. Hello, hi. Uh, I am uh, Barry, your gender nonconformist GM. I am uh, the game master of Dinosaur Roll. Uh, like Dave mentioned, we are currently in uh, Extinction Curse, which is a dinosaurs versus circus campaign. Uh, previously, we ran Kingmaker, which was a fairy tale adventure where uh, a whole bunch of uh, kingdom building, uh, forest exploring, and other dimensional happenings happen. Um, and today, we are going to be running uh, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition one-shot, uh, which I think will really fit uh, most of the players here. Um, so, if you guys don't mind, uh, I'm going to start us off. Does that sound good, everyone? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Let's go! Let's fight some okay. stuff! In the misty woods of the Stolen Lands, a trio of adventurers sit by a campfire. The moon has risen, and crickets chirp as the kingmakers rest from a day of adventure. Among them is King Icar Atiacles, noble lord of Kilsella, Kaskatanavin and her fearsome wolf Israel, and warming his hands by the fire and cooking some meat, is one Alden Felstad, sheriff of Kilsella and a sword, uh, a sword slinger extraordinaire. As Alden sits by the flames, there's a sudden change in the air. Is it maybe an electric static? The smell of copper? As Alden looks around, he realizes that all his friends have frozen in place, and then they start to fade out. With a flash of light, Alden is suddenly somewhere else entirely. A prison cell. <laughs> okay! <laughs> Go to jail! Um... Alden, will you please describe yourself and tell us a few of your past exploits? Um, okay. Well, Alden is a... a guy. Um, <laughs> Alden is a half-orc fighter. He's 6'4", he's trans, um, and he loves swords literally more than anything. He's, uh, kind of a... He's like a golden retriever boy, but like take that to like a hundred. He he he's just got a dopey smile on most of the time. Right now, he mostly looks confused and a little concerned. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Alden, you're in a jail cell. What's good? 
nothing is good. He just had food in his hand, and I assume that's now gone. Oh, no, you got food in your hand. Oh. Well, then he eats. Lucky you. <laughs> you eat it. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, suddenly, uh, as you're, like, confusedly munching into some haunch, yeah. uh, you see another flash of light from a jail cell across from you. Um... And a halfling appears in a flash of light. Um, presumably, she also looks very confused because presumably she was in the middle of something that wasn't being in a jail cell. Yeah. Ziva, will you tell me a little bit about the halfling which has appeared across from Alden Felstad? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this halfling is Linda, um, who is uh, used to multidimensional hopping on the whole with her um, archivist work in the library. Um, but she is at the moment, admittedly, a little bit confused. Um, in her universe of origin, Linda is a um, chubby middle-aged office lady. Um, she loves baking for her friends. She loves making friends. She loves happy hour. Um, and she really, really loves Garfield comics. Um, so, um, before she was, um, before she was in this jail cell, she, um, was, um, trying out a new cookie recipe. Um, she's been trying to, um, like get really buff and strong and powerful recently. So I think she's probably trying out like one of those protein cookie recipes that's full of protein powder. So she's got like a big, like bowl, um, of um, protein cookie batter like tucked under her arm and she's got a wooden spoon in the other hand and I'm sure she's uh, immensely confused at the moment. Um, but there is at least some familiarity. Um, she has been a halfling before, so she's happy to see this body back. Um, she was fond of it because it's uh, sturdy and she did cool stuff while she was in it, so. Okay. Uh, Alden and Linda, you two are complete strangers, but you're complete strangers in a jail cell with one another. Um, what? What happened? I think Alden, now that he sees somebody, uh, he sort of, he walks over to the bars and he's like, <clears throat> uh, hey, oh, do you know hi. how we got here? You know, that is a very good question. I was just wondering that myself. Uh, I'm Linda, by the way. I'd, uh, I'd give you a hug, but, uh, well, A, I don't know if you like that. And B, there's some, there's just a little something in the way. So, uh, mind hug. <laughs> Uh, I do. I, I like hugs. Unfortunately, there is there are bars and distance between us. Um, I was just in a forest. Oh, well, I was you... just in a kitchen. Okay. So, hmm, no commonality there. Usually, uh, usually when I'm bopping around between different places, uh, my friends are with me, or I've gotten a little heads up. So I have to admit, uh, this sort of uh, this one sort of eludes me. Uh, hmm. Alden looks so confused. <laughs> um, you, I'm sure he's about to look even more confused when another flash of light illuminates uh, the cages. And suddenly, um, an Azamar is in a uh, cell next to Linda's. Um, Tick, tell, tell us about this Azamar. So, uh, you're looking at a very strange looking person. They look very drow-like. Um, red eyes that are fully red with strange curved pupils. Uh, sort of like a light, like, ashenish hair that's really curly and long. It's in a braid with some cute little flowers in it. Uh, they have some scars on their nose and face, some pointy red teeth, and they look kind of like an edgy gremlin that walked out of Hot Topic and spent way too long in there. Uh, 
And they are probably incredibly confused because they were doing very important things before coming here. Very important spoiler things before coming here. Uh... Okay. Uh, well, you're you're all you're all here now. That's another person to add to the list. You can see this half orc and this halfling. How are you doing? Uh, hi. Do either of you know what's going on? Uh, not really. Uh, you know what you were doing before this, or you? What was going on with you? Well, we were playing. Oh, I I can't actually tell people what we were doing. It's it's supposed to be a secret, but uh. I, sh- I was doing something that, uh, is totally legal. Uh, sure. Were you either cooking... Were you cooking? I was not cooking. I'm not allowed to cook anything. It usually oh, burns. I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's it tends to catch on fire, even if there's no uh, flammable materials nearby. It's, it's uh, what happens to the best of us. Well, uh, sorry. What are your names? Oh, Alden. I'm Linda. It's so nice to meet you. Linda, pleasure to meet you. I go by Mero O'Sullivan, and I'm gonna do like a little bow. Uh, should probably try getting out of here first off. Yeah. Alden looks like he's this close to trying to open the bars with his brute strength. Um, before you are able to, watch out! There's one final flash of light uh, in the cell beside you. Um, um, uh, in the cell beside you, across from uh, Mero. And diagonal from Linda, a uh, a human uh, person appears. Um, Dean, will you tell us a little bit more about this human person? Yes, this human person is a gloriously rotund, late middle-aged man with leathery skin and a jet black dyed comb over. He's got a pinstripe suit on. A cigar is falling out of his mouth as he has a look of surprise. And uh, he is frankly quite, or I'm sorry, they are quite late, are frankly quite uh, astonished by these humanoids uh, surrounding them. Oh my, they they said this was some strong stuff, but I'm in another place entirely. This is Marco, who has uh, just been offered a new substance to incorporate into his import-export business, and um, now he's here. I don't. I have a very important question for you. Uh, is that new substance tequila by any chance? It's uh, more of an absinthe with something a little extra inside. Hmm. So uh, Linda's gonna gonna get a, a really like uh, thoughtful look on her face because she's trying to figure out if you can put that in a margarita or not, and she's leaning towards not. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you guys doing drugs? <laughs> oh no! Absolutely not. Drugs aren't cool. Don't do drugs. Yeah, please alcohol don't do drugs. Is okay if you're an adult though. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, if if in moderation, alcohol's very good. But for a moment, I was worried about drugs. Those are very well, illegal. Uh, uh, as far as I know, uh, alcohol's pretty uh, illegal. At least where I'm from. Uh. Alcohol's illegal where you're from? <laughs> yeah, that's Ooh, why. That... Alton looks particularly horrified. <laughs> Linda's no, I... going to join in that. Uh, we can, we can usually uh, do safer things like uh, marijuana or cocaine, you know? 
What are you? What? Terry, First of do all, you know what cocaine is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maro, Maro, and uh, Alden, would you two like to roll a society check to see if you know what fucking cocaine is? Of course I would. <laughs> That's like a thirty-two. Okay. That's a sixteen. Alden, you are pretty sure uh, cocaine is like a kind of jet fuel that comes from spaceships. Maybe you didn't. You never really got a whole hang of that whole spaceship thing. You were only briefly uh, uh, exposed to them once. Um, meanwhile, uh, Ziva, no, wow, that's a person name, not a character name, and not even the right person. <laughs> Sorry, I saw- my eyes glanced at the screen, and my fucking ADHD went haywire. Maro, uh, you on the mean- uh, in the meantime, have literally never heard of this. Um, and you are pretty sure it doesn't exist. Well, it's a little something that can get you up in the morning. Marco reaches in their breast pocket, um, and- is kind of frustrated to find only a handkerchief in there and says, I usually have a little bit to sample, but uh, my oh, apologies. Uh, he just has, he has coke in his pocket sometimes. <laughs> what? Don't give, don't give Mero cocaine, I'm begging you. Oh my God. Alden, Alden raises a hand like he's in school and he's like, I have a question because I'm kind of confused. Okay. Where are you guys from on Galerion? Because I've never heard of cocaine or any of this shit. I also want to know where in Galerion alcohol is illegal. What's a Galerion? Yeah, I uh, I don't think I know that one. I'm from I'm from the library. Uh, any any library friends here? Team Archivist, yay! I get the feeling... I, I know a bit about interplanar travel. I get the feeling that we're all from different planes, at least, because I'm from uh, somewhere called Cyrene, and I know there's other places that friends of mine have come from, like from Mexico. Hey, that's what I know! <laughs> Wait! <laughs> Wait! Wait! <laughs> Can I get some Are Latino you? pride in chat? Oh my god. I'm from Havana, but uh, I've been to Mexico a lot, taking planes back and forth. Uh, like What's you've been a talking plane? about. Oh my god, I need to ask you so many questions. Oh, well, we have planes in Mexico where I'm from, but um what? but I wonder if we're not from exactly the same place. Uh I'm I'm from Different. Uh, I don't. I don't. Different copies. Uh, I'm. I'm from you know plain old regular Earth. Uh, but uh, alcohol is definitely illegal where I'm from. Uh, and cocaine is. Uh, I don't think it's easy to come by. I guess I'm not the right person to ask. But uh, hmm. Do you guys know someone named? Oh, this is a long shot. I don't know how big a Mexico is. But do you know someone named Joanna by chance? I've never been to Mexico. What? Isn't so, that just the plane? The, the plane of Mexico? I think Are you there's... telling me there's more? I think it, it's at this moment, as you're all arguing about the plane of Mexico, 
um, that a booming voice kind of echoes through the chamber you're in. And uh, the voice calls out and says, Well, travelers, you have got one thing right. You're all a long way from home. And uh, as that voice calls out, suddenly the floors beneath you uh, open up and you're all falling quite a far bit. Oh no! Oh. Ooh. Oh, um, my cookie dough! As, <laughs> uh, as you're falling, uh, suddenly you all kind of like uh, come to a splash in some large test tube-like devices um, where... You can all see each other now, but you're, like, under this weird liquid. Uh, you're, like, instinctively gasp for air. This liquid fills your lungs, and you are somehow not drowning. Um, I love Evangelion. <laughs> just like Evangelion. <laughs> um, you can see uh, in the middle of the room, which appears to be some sort of laboratory, a hologram of a floating mouth uh, with spiked teeth kind of like appears um, and it is uh, grinning at you all as it says um, Welcome everyone! My name is Malastint the Magnificent I shall be your host today. You have all been specially selected to take part in my creme de la creme interdimensional wrestling competition Welcome, one and all, to Wrestle for the Stars Mania. Okay, wrestling. Any questions? I can get behind uh, that. I used to wrestle. Sorry, um, isn't isn't wrestling isn't wrestling fake? Isn't it? You know, they they put on costumes and they plan it out and they do big flips and her and ah. No, 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 my friend. Here and reach for the stars, WrestleMania, uh, or whatever it was. I've already forgotten. Here, wrestling is all too real, where ye shall fight, and I stress, non-lethally, for the title, for the damn title it. of champion. Sure, damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I raise my hand in the goop? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Hi, um, I do have a few questions. One, what is this goop and how can we talk at it? Two, do you know what Mexico is and can you elaborate? And three, is there any sort of prize? For this, like, why are we do, we? do we get anything out of this? Number one, what do I look like? Some kind of nerd. <laughs> Number two, what do I look like? Some kind of nerd. Number three, yes, indeed. If you win this competition, you shall all go free back to your home planes. And, and if we lose, we're trapped forever. Something like that. Oh. Ooh. Mm. Not forever. It's okay, don't worry too much about it. I have Regardless. A question. Oh, oh yes. Where are you so I can beat the shit out of you? That's not That's very polite. Spirit. I'm not polite all the time. Fret not, Alden Felstad, paragon of heroism, oh, wielder God. of the Briar Blade, oh. slayer of Nerissa. We know all about you, and we have taken the precautions to ensure that you don't beat my ass. Why do you know all about me? And I'm gonna because do it Because you have been selected for the Wrestle for the Stars Marathon or oh. something like that. I've already forgotten the name. How much you know about we me? Are... We read we read you up on the Big Roll Dice Network. Oh, I heard about that place. 
<laughs> it sure does exist. Regardless, you you four people either are directly or tangentially related to some of the greatest heroes in all of existence. As such, we have chosen you to make a special wrestling team, the Interdimensional Implausibles. Um, and it's at this point that the weird goop starts to like change color from like light cyan to orange and says, as such, we are completely rewriting your martial prowess in order to make you top tier wrestlers for the entertainment of the many and also me. Did I mention me? My name is Melson the Magnificent. I'm very important. Wait, hold on. What do you mean rewrite? Uh, behold. Uh, and I think, um, suddenly, like, there's a flash of light and all your clothes change. <laughs> um, oh, my God. You're all now in teamed wrestling outfits. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Wait, what color oh, is it? $1,000 suit. Um, you get to all decide what you, these look like. Um, yes. if you want to, like, spit a quick idea of a terrible, terrible... Like, the godier, the better, guys. Oh, this... I know Mero's has to look incredibly edgy. I'm sorry. It's the vibe. Like, I look like the edgiest mm -hmm. person in the room. Like, it's, like, black with red accents, you know? Maybe, like, some cool skull patterns and bone patterns on it or something. It's gotta look edgy. Okay. <laughs> That's one. Who else wants to describe their shitty wrestling outfit? So, um, Linda's is going to be her two favorite colors, which is blue and yellow. So it's going to be like, um, like almost like an obnoxiously bright blue for the body. And then it's going to have like yellow or gold swirls on it that kind of look like a big twisting snake, which is coming for you. Okay. Alden or Marco, how do your outfits look? Marco, his body, I think, looking better than it has in a couple decades, is clad in a tight green, white, and red bodysuit. The flag of Italy, a place he's never been, <laughs> he holds in high esteem. Oh my god. Can I just, can I just look at Marco and just, just nod respectfully as like, in like, in like a, in like a thirsty gateway a little bit? <laughs> they nod back at you. Okay, uh, wonderful. And Alden, how's your outfit look? I think, um, Alden is to his chagrin shirtless. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got, like, skin-tight shorts on, like, skin-tight shorts in, like, in the same green that would be on um, the flag of Kilsella, and I think it's, I think it's, um, it's got on the ass. I think it's got the logo of the flag of Kinsella on his ass. Oh my That's God! Kinsella's ass. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Malstint the Magnificent uh, uh, kind of like laughs at her. <laughs> Welcome, interdimensional implausibles. You are now powerful wrestlers with some of the generational memories of the greatest wrestlers of the universe. Go out and put on a, and I stress, non-lethal show. Uh, and with that, again, uh, the tubes, the four of the tubes uh, collapse and suddenly you are falling quite a bit 
and uh, land in the middle of a big, sexy wrestling arena. Um, hordes of uh, kind of like all sorts of creatures, really. There's people, but there's also like um, aliens. Uh, there's fantasy races. You see a good few dogs. Um, all of them like cheering, clapping for you. Uh, as again, this floating mount uh, kind of like is presiding over the whole thing in like a Caesar type seat. Uh, and he says, Welcome everyone to the first fight of the interdimensional implausibles wrestle for the stars marathon. Today, their first opponents in round one shall be the Lunge Creek Lucadors, taken from the swamps of Varizia Golarion. Uh, we have four terrible opponents, many of whom eat babies and puppies for fun. Can the interdimensional implausibles, and again, I stress, non lethally defeat them? They eat babies? Um, what the and, hell? Uh, Why does everyone uh, eat babies? A uh, set of little goblins uh, kind of like fall from the ceiling and like can't, they kind of look around. They look real confused. They're also in these terrible, terrible, like, Lucador outfits uh, before one of them sees you and points at his. <laughs> Get him! Um, and they start uh, charging towards you guys. So everyone, if you don't mind, uh, we are going to roll initiative. Okay. Uh, so uh, the way the Pathfinder 2nd Edition works is that there is no uh, inherent initiative roll. Any skill can be initiative depending on the circumstance. In this case, I will let you guys either roll perception, athletics, or performance for initiative, your choice. Whichever is higher. Uh, I rolled a 25. I got a 26. I chose performance. I also got a 26. What the hell? I rolled a 23. 25. And uh, the uh, Lunge Creep Lucadors got a 17 on their initiative. So top of the order, we have uh, our dear friend, uh, Linda. Linda, goblins! What do you do? Uh, um, I am going to... Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, I think normally what Linda would want to do is like figure out what the hell's going on and maybe like talk nicely to them. Um, but they're in a wrestling ring. They just got told that they need to wrestle and there's a bunch of goblins coming at her. So mm -hmm. I think what she's gonna do is some kind of little kicky. So I want to get into my cobra stance. Okay. Um, so, you take one action in Pathfinder 2E for the uninitiated. Uh, everything you have three actions on each turn. Uh, some things take more than one action, some things take less. Uh, but in this case, uh, Linda almost instinctually wraps her body up, and suddenly she's, like, balancing on one foot, her arms kind of, like, floating like they're cobras ready to strike, uh, and one leg is kind of balanced up in the air as well. Um, you... Well, it's almost like second nature for you to suddenly do that. Weird. <laughs> uh, Linda's uh, now very happy because she gets the snake thing now. She understands why there's a bunch of glittery snakes all over her outfit. Uh, <laughs> and now she's like ready to go. Now she's pumped. She's like, oh, I get it. Okay, let's do some snake kickies. Or I guess uh, probably smacks, not, not kicks. Um, but we'll see. Okay. So I want Linda, since she has two more actions, to maybe do like like two like a like a kick and a smack of the two goblins that are closest to her. Um, Wonderful. Okay. Uh, so you'll need to get close uh, because right now they are 25, oh, 30 feet away, which is normally longer, uh, further than you think you'd be able to get. However, as you start running, you realize 
You have this supernatural speed suddenly. You're moving 50 feet per move action. Oh my god. Uh, monks, man. Uh, you run up real close to them, and uh, you could probably unleash a flurry of blows on someone if you chose, uh, which would let you make two attacks uh, immediately uh, uh, like against one target. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, roll me the attacks twice using the number on your sheet. All right, I got a 31. Does that get him? This guy's AC is 17. Oh, so wow. Yeah. <laughs> enemies, okay. You, Linda, absolutely power into this guy's face. Um, so that is going to be a critical hit because you got 10 above oh. his AC. Yeah. So, uh, that's going to be 3d4 plus 1 plus 1d6 uh, because you have thundering runes on your hand wraps. So when you All punch right. him, there is a explosion of sound as well. Uh, I would like to say as well, as someone who's looked at Cobra Stance, it does have deadly D10. Oh, that's true! Um, so you're actually going to do a shit ton of extra crit damage. Um, the deadly effect means that when you are in this stance, when you crit, you do a burst of extra damage too. So oh, wow. So I get three... Three, okay. four, plus one. Start off with that. Okay. So how's that non-lethal working out for us? <laughs> well, you might be... Like, you can choose to do stuff non-lethally, and I think, yeah, you could easily non-lethally deck this guy in the face. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like giving him, like, a cartoon, uh, like, upper hook where he's, like, flying off into the air. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. there's, like, a bloody nose, but he's fine. He lands on um, a very soft-looking dog in the audience. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's... You do... Uh, 3, 4 plus 1, that is 7 damage to start, times 2 is 14. Uh, now roll me 1d6, uh, that is 1 thunder <laughs> damage times 2 because it is a crit. And now okay. roll me a d10 from your deadly attack. Also a 1. Uh, okay, which does bring it up to a total of 17 damage, which was exactly the HP that you, this guy had. Wow. Uh, you rush up and with a single pachow, you jab him in the chest. He goes flying back, and uh, he hits the floor with a tud. And then the floor opens up beneath him, and he's dropped into lava. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm so sorry! <laughs> Do you hear a sickening... No, I didn't mean it. lava crackles and hisses. That was oh. not non-lethal. I thought it was... I thought this was non-lethal. I'm so sorry. Alden, uh, Alden's like, You said it was non-lethal! Non-lethal! To the depths! <laughs> That's not what non-lethal means. What? That doesn't make any sense at all. <sighs> Marco, it is your turn. What do you do? Well, I first look to Alden and Meryl, who are uh, closest to me, and I say, All right. If our lives are on the line, then for the moment, we got to be friends. And we got to work as a team. Yeah, you're hot. I can do that. <laughs> hey, ain't nobody looked at me like that in a uh, couple decades at least, that's for sure. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, Mero, it's a pleasure. And I mean, hey, if, you know, we're able to hang out after this, maybe. <laughs> you hear goblins screaming, Not! Not Aldrin! No! All right, well, uh, Let's make sure there's an after, huh? And <laughs> I bounce on over. Marco is absolutely astonished at how rapidly they can move. I have the same 50 
feet. You do remove. indeed. In fact, you're a little bit faster. Uh, you have the fleet feet, uh, which means that you're running 55 at, uh, feet per round. Okay, can I get behind them? And is that enough? Oh, 100%. They are definitely within your range. Yeah, I rapidly bounce behind them and I look down at them. These are the tiny goblins. Sorry, guys. I gotta do it to ya. <laughs> you know I had to do it to him? He's so achingly Italian-American. <laughs> and, uh... I'm going to... I get into a classic uh, early 20th century the fisticuff stance and just go for a solid uh, one-two uppercut flurry of blows. Okay, go for it. Uh, so your flurry of blows basically lets you attack twice into one action. So uh, did you enter your stance or are you uh, are you just going for a punch? Mm, you know, I don't think I've... I've discovered my stance yet. I think I want okay, that to cool. be a moment. So, so I think I'm just going for a strike. You'll be using powerful fist. That is a plus 21 to hit. Okay. It's a 34. A 34? Again, massive crit. Uh, roll damage. You might not even need to roll hit a second attack. Um, okay, 11 times 2 doesn't matter. Uh, that is going to be a 22 damage. These guys do not have 22 HP. Uh, you go in with a pop and uh, box this guy flying. Uh, he lands in the tub on the floor, and again, kuchunk, the floor opens up beneath him, and he is dropped into lava. Hey, well, I've, I've heard of sleeping <laughs> with the fishes, but uh, sleeping with uh, the molten rock, I don't know about that. The lava fishes. The lava fishes, yeah. Uh, you have one action left if you want to bop the other guy. Oh, I'm bopping the other one, of course. Uh, so this will be at a minus five, because when you do multiple attacks, they get less and less accurate. So uh, your roll modifier this time will be a plus 16. Uh, Derry, unarmed attacks mm -hmm. count as agile. I'm so sorry. That is true. Sorry. Uh, so it's actually a little less because you're very accurate. Um, that is going to be a plus 17. Thank you. So it's a 34 again, so I definitely hit again. That's another crit. Get this uh, guy. Ooh, not as good this time. Eight damage. Uh, that is going to be doubled to 16. And you're going to need to roll me another d6 because you have wounding on uh, your uh, your hand wraps. Uh, the magic rune on it explodes when it hits him and causes some good, good bleed damage. It is six bleed damage. There's goblin blood everywhere. Yeah, there's no goblin left. You don't even need the lava trap. You fucking blow his head off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Oh, damn. It feels good to be back. <laughs> um, Maro, it is your turn. A single goblin is left, and his knees are buckling, and he's looking around like. <laughs> All right, so I feel really bad for this, but I've murdered more things than this before. So I'm gonna use my first action to go over there. Uh, does it count that um, Linda is flanking right now? Uh, Linda is flanking you. She's on the opposite side, so this poor fucking goblin's AC is going to drop because he is flat-footed. Okay, perfect, which also means I get to do some rogue things. So uh, let me just yep. roll this attack real quick. Come on, dice. Uh, yeah, that's like, that's like a 40 uh, for the first hit. Uh, it's an 18 I mean, you're not gonna need a second hit, I'm gonna say. Go roll that damage. Um, 
So, I do have the greater striking, which is three. I'm just gonna roll a fuck to the damage, and I'm so. Do all damage dice yeah. double for this? Yes, they oh, do. Oh my god, it's good. <laughs> that's. Oh, hold on, I need to do all the damage because I'm extra. That's 28 bludgeoning. Yeah, he's, fucking cool. he's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. I didn't even get to the next. This guy. I just. You. Can I just. He's fucking dead. Can I just pop him on the head? That's it. With a very. Yeah, you hear it. All out style, slow motion, zoom, bone crush. The fucking goblin falls back and the lava pit opens up beneath him, swallowing up. Uh, and you hear the uh, booming voice of that holographic mount. Malestimps de Magnificent, and he says, And so, the Lung Creek Lucadors have been non-latally killed! Uh, that Our isn't... guy. Mm. They, they were terrible. Uh, Send us someone uh, more hostile, huh? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, Our next round! Can I raise my hand real quick, actually, for another question? Yes, what is it? Uh, you can at least say that their souls are going to move on to the afterlife safely, correct? No! <laughs> what? What? No! <laughs> Don't even worry about it, bros. I am very Our much- next... <laughs> Our next round. Um, and then there's another whoop, and suddenly, uh, a few people start falling. Well, if you call them people, would be inaccurate. What? Uh, because three large furry shapes uh, drop from the ceiling and kind of like land in a pile. Uh, they're like a, a mixture of colors. One of them is mostly brown, one of them is mostly white, and one of them has like a mix of black and white fur. And uh, they kind of like look up, uh, each of them clutching like a pot of this weird yellow goop across their chest. Um, and uh, Allison the Magnificent calls out and he says, our second round, we bring to you the unlawful earth signs. Criminals from another dimension. These creatures care about only two things. Honey and heists. <laughs> and standing before you are tree bears. Hey, before we fight, can you give me some advice on how to pull off a good heist? Asking for no reason. The bears look at you and they all pull out guns. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think you may have your answer. Now, um, these guys, I understand. <laughs> uh, so, you are now facing off against a uh, group of bears from the hit, the hit indie RPG, Honey Heist. I knew it. They used to um, call me a bear back in the day. <laughs> uh, so, raises an eyebrow. Uh, if everyone would like to re-roll their initiative, uh, now is the time. I'd like to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is. You can re-roll. No, I, I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't. I was joking because I didn't go in the last round. Oh, we could actually probably stay in initiative. Actually, now that I think about it, it's still technically the same fight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you are all in the same initiative order. Um, meaning that Alden, it is your turn. Um, Alden, you feel a, like you feel a lot weaker than normal. You don't have your, you know, level twenty legendary evil fey princess killing powers on you, uh, but you do have muscles. Um, and there's some bears. What do you do? 
Alden grumbles to himself. Uh, you can hear him be like, motherfucking, my swords are gone. Where the hell are they? But Alden is going to, um, he cracks his knuckles and he's like, fine. Um, and he's going to run over to the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, he goes over there, and then I think that he just kind of instinctually uh, enters Mountain Stance. Okay, Alden, as you rush forward, suddenly you drop low, squatting down as your legs uh, open wide, and you are, like, kind of in a sumo-type stance. Um, Your feet are planted into the floor extremely firmly. Because I didn't make you a cheat sheet, uh, I will remind you that um, you have flurry maneuvers, which does let you uh, roll to grapple as part of your flurry of blows instead of one of the actions if you so choose. Cool. Uh, wait, how many actions does flurry of blows take? One action! One? Uh, well, mm-hmm. I guess I'll be doing that. <laughs> okay. Alden, uh, standing before you is a polar bear with a gun. Uh. You don't know a lot about firearms, but you, you're pretty sure they're dangerous. Alden doesn't give a shit about firearms. He's... He's lost an arm before and then had it grow back. He doesn't give a shit. Um, he's going, he's just going to, I think he decks this bear in the face, okay? What what more can I say? I think he's going to attack once and then use an athletics roll to trip for the second. Okay, go for it. So apparently guns don't exist in selling, so Merrick doesn't know what these bears are holding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, what funny sticks. Well, I rolled a nat 20. <gasps> Bring out the crit cards right now. Yep, okay, everyone. That is a nat 20, which means it's time for a crit card. Uh, let's see what special effect you get. Um, this is a bludgeoning attack. So what happens is... Oh my god. Um, you get an earth rumble. So you're not going to do double damage like a normal crit. But what you are going to do is force all the bears to make a reflex save against your fucking monkey uh, DC. And if they fail, they're all prone. All of them. As you shockwave all of them into falling over. That's a two. A two plus their reflex is a 13. That's too Um, bad. <laughs> Alden, uh, what if, I'm gonna say that your monk DC is higher than 13. Like, by a lot. In fact, I'm pretty sure that might well be a fucking. Yeah, that might be a crit fail. My class DC is a 31, so. Okay, well, um, that's a crit fail. They're going to fa- all fall prone, but they're gonna take the crit fail effect of a trip, which means that they take 1d6 bludgeoning damage each. Roll me a d6. Uh, okay, just 1d6, and mm-hmm. do I, I need to roll my actual damage too, right? Yes, you do, on the guy you just decked. 24 damage to the guy in the middle. Um, add me a d6 of fire damage, because as you punch, uh, your gloves suddenly light up. Uh, you have the flaming rune on your gloves. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> uh, two. Okay, yeah. Uh, Alden, you, da- like, uh, down cut this bear so hard in the face that when he hits the floor, there's like a minor earthquake rumble which knocks everyone else off their feet. And the bears all go... I think what happened instead of... I think what happened instead of him running over is that Alden was like, okay, assholes. And then he jumped in the air and then landed like that. Drop kick from the sky? 
not a drop kick. Like because you said that like instead of it being like a normal punch, it's like your fist is just falling down on somebody. Yeah, basically, hammer arm. So I think that he just like landed down on this fucking bear's head. Oh my god. Uh, you still have a second attack in your flurry of blows, dude. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do that then. Is it at the same thing or is it a minus uh, It's five? at the same thing. It's at the top. <laughs> it almost was a 19. Uh, it's a 27. A 27? That's still a fucking hit, dude. Well, that's 18 damage. Okay, wonderful. Um, Alden, that is your turn. The bears all look very pissed, uh, but before they're able to do anything, suddenly the Colosseum starts to shake. And uh, you hear the uh, ever-annoying voice of um, Malistant the Magnificent as he calls out and says, Uh-oh, everyone! It looks like it's time for a roundly challenge mode! And uh, the arena starts to change. Uh, fellas, I have a big gay d20 from Heartbeat Dice. Um, I have never rolled it yet. I think this is the time I roll it. Let's see what special effects the uh, arena gets this round. Um, I'm just saying, my character's gay and so am I, so, uh, dice be nice to me. That's a 19! <laughs> um, so I think, uh, suddenly the air kind of, like, looks kind of like an electric yellow, and there are, like, sparks and pops of, like, rainbows every once in a while, which is to say, you don't necessarily immediately recognize anything strange, except for Linda. Linda, you feel a weird crackling in your, like, arms, and that's probably because of the lightning that's kind of, like, charging up around it. Oh, my God. Oh, that doesn't sound ideal. It's actually very pleasant. You have received the hyped-up magic uh, arena effect. Ooh. Um, basically, when uh, any success on a spell roll is now a crit success, and any fail on a spell roll or of any kind of stuff like that is a crit fail. Oh. Um, for one round, your spells are supercharged, and so are theirs, but they are, in fact, theirs. <laughs> um, Fortunately, gun is not a spell. Unfortunately, gun is not a spare. Uh, however, the bears kind of get up, and they kind of look at each other, and uh, they grunt, and subtitles appear on the screen, say, Boys, I don't think we're going to get any honey out of this if we're not careful. And then another one is like, yeah, we should, like, you know, win, I think. Um, of course, this instead just sounds like... Rrr. So uh, one of the bears, uh, the grizzly, he kind of, like, stays prone, and he points his gun at Linda. And that is a 31 to hit, Linda. Oh, boy. Uh, and this is against, is this my DC or my AC? DC. That is against your AC. My AC is a 31. That is just a hit. Take nine piercing damage as he shoots you with a gun. Oh my god. Okay. He then takes an action to reload because guns are cumbersome. And he shoots again. Uh, that is going to be a 24 to hit. Okay, so that one does not hit me. Okay. Can I do a cool little, like, snake dance out of the way? For sure. Okay, Linda does that. She does a cool little snake dance. It's very flamboyant. Um, the uh, grizzly bear, uh, sorry, the polar bear, which Alden uh, decked the shit out, uh, stands up and is going to uh, jaw attack you, Alden. That is a turny to hit as he plunges his fangs against you. Yes, that hits. No, it don't. I knew you'd say that. It says 27 in your AC, but you are in mountain stance. Your AC oh. is five higher. Oh. Which is fucking wild. Okay, no, it doesn't hit then. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, a 32 does not hit. He tries to uh, bite at you, but you quickly raise your arms like a shield and, like, fend them off, which is a feat because you are, like, shirtless right now. Yeah, um, I mean... uh, he is then going to try to grab you. That is a nat 20. Unfortunately, I cannot stop nat 20s from happening. Yeah, unfortunately not. Um, he pulls you into a big old bear hug. That's the least good kind of hug. It's a pretty okay hug when it's not given to you by an actual bear. Uh, yeah, true, valid. So, uh, you are immobilized. Uh, you can't move out of this spot while he's holding you. And, uh, because he's a bear, he in fact has the ability to maul you. Unfortunately, he's out of actions. Uh, the last bear can... I think that's actually fortunate and not unfortunate. Well, unfortunate for me. Uh, the last bear, the panda, kind of like, uh, stands up and he, uh, kind of looks at, uh, you, Marco, and he pulls his gun and, uh, he says... And in subtitles it says, eat lead, motherfucker. Um, and he's going to shoot you. What kind of gun are we talking? It's a Luger. It's an old-fashioned gangster gun. You recognize it. Oh, cool, cool. Um, that is a 33 to hit. What is that against on my side? Against your AC. Which is 31. Uh-huh. And now normally that would hit you and hurt quite a lot. However, um, I'm going to point out something that you can do instinctually that you weren't necessarily aware of. And that is, I shit you not, deflect arrow. You raise no. your fist and just block it as a reaction. You are not telling me that he's about to block a bullet. He fucking, as a reaction, should you choose, you can raise your AC by four against this range attack and slap the shit out of that bullet away from you. Uh, how does this look, Marco? They raise their big, meaty hand and slap the bullet out of the air and say, You think that little Lugus gonna take me out? Bring a Tommy gun when you're coming for the boss. <laughs> the panda says, which in subtitle says, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, it is your turn. You got that supercharged magic. You got monk stuff. What's going on? Well, I definitely want to do something magical. Um, unfortunately, I think Linda is having a slight crisis of conscience um, because she did just get shot by a bear, um, but she still feels bad about killing the goblin the first time. So I think what she's going to do instead of like, um, you know, she doesn't want to punch a bear's head off or, or plunge it right into lava. So she's going to use her telekinetic projectile against... Um, let me see. We have a panda, we have a polar bear, and we have what, like a brown bear, a grizzly or uh, something? Yeah, there's a grizzly... Uh, there is a, uh, Grizzly is over here. He's the one who shot you. Uh, okay. Then we have a polar bear in the middle and a panda on the far side. Okay. Then Linda wants to use her telekinetic projectile um, against uh, the grizzly who shot her because she's a little mad about that. Okay. Uh, so you're going to need to make me a spell attack roll. Um, this will be using okay. your charisma to hit instead of your dexterity. That'd be a 20 to hit. All right. I rolled a 30. That is going to be a hit. Uh, All right. Linda, how does this look? Oh, actually, um, it's going to be a crit because uh, you, you've got the hyped up magic. Oh, yeah. So All describe right. to me how this looks. Okay, so Linda um, is going to, um, is going to like stand up as high as she can. She knows she's a halfling, but you know, it's about the power in your stance, not literally how tall you are. So she, um, she stands 
up as tall as she can. She puts her hands on her hips uh, and she takes one hand and points at the grizzly bear and like waits for the sound in the room to fall just a little bit because uh, she's she's giving off uh, like the air and she's using her magic to be like, hey, look at me. I'm going to say something fucking cool. And she points at the grizzly and she says, who gave you the right to bear arms? <laughs> Take a hero point. You'll be able to use that to re-roll a special team later. Fuck Everyone yeah. has one, but you get an extra. Yes. How do I turn on my allies? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so that's what she says. Uh, okay. Since she's a bard, the magic is just how fucking mean that is if a bear understands it, and and it, you know it's it's said with contempt. Okay, so um, essentially, uh, this is a, you basically using, we're reskinning Teleconnect projectile to work like good old uh, vicious mockery. Um, so psychic damage starts to kind of like hurl from your words and into this bear, and that is going to be 4d6, uh, 4d6 um, psychic damage. And on top of that, because of hyped up magic, you're going to get a magic crit card, which are always terrifying. Oh boy, okay, so my 46 was 14. So that's going to be 28 damage to him, uh, which is already good, uh, but it's even better when you throw together the fact that the crit card I pulled is Intense Splash. Oh! That psychic damage not only burst into him, but burst into uh, his uh, friend next to him, the, pol- uh, the polar bear. Um, because that bear is like, again, subtitles on the screen, He's, she's right. Who did give us the right to bear arms? No! Um, meaning that he's also going to take half that damage. That's 14 damage to him. Excellent. Uh, you have one action left. Oh, wow. I still do have one action left. Linda mm-hmm. is the killer of bear psyches. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm still going to... Um, no. <laughs> okay. Um, since I still, I still have the magic benefit, right? That's right. Okay, so I want to go ahead and do um, Inspire Courage. So Linda just told a pun that was so bad, it literally did psychic damage. Um, and so now she wants to use some of this powerful energy that she feels to help out her teammates. Um, and so she's, she's basically just going to do the supercharged version of um, playing like a sick little guitar riff and, and yelling, get him! Okay, wonderful. Um, everyone, you feel your power surge. Uh, inspired by Linda's awful, awful pun, you all have a plus two to hit on your next turn, which is, to put that into simple English, basically a 10% extra chance to crit against things you're already likely to crit against, uh, which is very nice. Um, it is Marco's turn. Marco, uh, you are now crackling with some of that magical energy that Linda has passed off to you. Uh, there are bears and one tried to shoot you and you slapped the bullet away, which is pretty fucking cool. What do you do? Well, I reach into my wrestling outfit where I felt like kind of a lump down the front. I reach in oh, there God. and <laughs> my Sorry. flask made it move. <laughs> I thought yes, you were not going to Well, thank God it was a flask. Thank God. Hey, what were you expecting? It's a family show. So they knock back some liquid courage to follow up on the bad pun. And then enter Dare stance, the mm-hmm. uh, the drunken stumbling stance, and crisscrossing in a staggering wild way across the arena, 
they head straight for, uh, I assume the bear closest to me was the one that shot me? Uh, it would be this guy over here, uh, over here, but you can, uh, he's doing furthest from you, but you know what? Because of your super speed as a monk, you can easily get there. Okay, yeah. I absolutely want to get them back for this. So I'm going to place myself dangerously between the polar bear and that bear. Um, mm -hmm. And, oh, well, now I, I guess I have to use my uh, my unique swing, right? That's right. You have to use your, uh, your stumbling strike. Okay, great. Um, hey, bear, this one's straight from the Bronx. And... <laughs> <laughs> Roll to hit. That's a 33. Uh, a 33? Did you add the plus two from uh, Linda? I did, yes. Okay. Well, you'll be so happy to know that that is a crit. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and then 24. To the okay, 24. Uh, plus the two from uh, what you did earlier. Uh, that's going to bring up to 26. 26 times 2 off the top of my head. That is 52 goddamn bear damage. Holy shit. And the best thing is, if you want, like, you can use your flurry of blows to follow up with a second attack. Oh, another? Yes, incredible. That is 30 for the second strike. That is going to be a hit. Roll damage. You know what? That was the damage, but let's find out if it hits. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie daisy. 27. Uh, 27 is going to be, uh, with the plus two from, did you include that again? I did include, yes. Yes, that is a hit. Roll damage. And in that case, it's 30. Yes, 30. Okay. Uh, holy shit. One, two. The bear is down. Can Mero just really quietly, but loud enough to be heard by the closest person, say, they had barely a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Just Linda, you hear that. <laughs> Linda gives you a thumbs up. Um, the bear collapses backwards into the lava. Although, Marco, would you like to make me a perception check? Yes. It is a 23. A 23? Yeah. You don't actually think it's lava. Mm. You can't really make it out quite immediately, but like... You're, you've seen lava in picture books before, and you'd think lava's supposed to be, like, a lot more red. That doesn't look like lava. It's jello! I don't know. Uh, before you can put together what it is, the, the floor closes back up. Into the jello tube. And uh, that, I think, is your turn. You entered your stumbling sense, you ran, and you flurry of blows. That's correct. Marrow, it is Hello. your turn. One of the bears is down. Uh, can you say that Marco was flanking the polar bear right now? I, I keep asking 100%. For... Okay, so I'm going to use my first action to uh, sonic speed over there. Uh, mm -hmm. My second action, I'm going to flurry a blow stunning strike. So, uh, if... Oh, snap. Because I do have stunning strike. I, I give my dice a little kiss every time to make sure they roll it. That was a nat 20, so I guess the kiss worked. Uh, yes. Hold on. Okay. This... This is gonna be a lot of damage, just give me one second. Um, are you attacking the bear that Alden's already uh, whittled a little bit? Uh, the polar bear, so the one that's- This dude's fucking going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> that's 28 bludgeoning, eight cold, and six precision. There's like Holy three shit. different damage types of them, that's just the first attack. Yeah, well, because of the hyped up magic, 
you do get a crit card. Okay. And that crit card is not going to be a punch card, it's going to be a magic card. Um, and I think you, this bear is barely alive. <laughs> uh, the bear has hardly any HP left, but I don't think you get to follow up with a second attack because I'd like you to roll me a d10. Oh god, am I going to die? No. Okay, let's see. I got a two. Oh, that's nice. Uh. Um, you punch him real hard and the bear goes flying backwards and when he, he suddenly bashes against nothing and there's a crack in the air where he hits nothing and that crack opens into a fucking portal. Did I just punch him? a rift crit card. Um, hey. Oh my god. It's right by me. <laughs> oh. And this, this bear is sucked up into another plane and for just a second you can see beyond and oh that's nice it's heaven he went to heaven i sent it to my home <laughs> you sent I'm him home from the underworld i literally fucking sent it to my house <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go home and there's gonna be a fucking bear there <laughs> you said you'd you said you'd ask Aubrey if you could have uh, something from this game, and now you have a bear at your home. Oh my god! Um, okay, uh, you have one action left? Uh, technically I haven't used my second flurry yet, so can I use it on the other guy? I'll allow it. True. I can't stunning strike though, unfortunately, because you have to target the same not. person. But I can try to attack mm. him again. That's it. 18 on the dice, so like a 38. Uh, 38? That's gonna be a crit. <laughs> God fair. fucking damn it. <laughs> didn't stand a chance. I guess I'm 36 bludgeoning. Okay. 8 cold. Mm-hmm. And that's it because I don't have precision damage. Okay, that's gonna be 42. Yeah, okay. Uh, 42 damage. Um, with that, Marrow, you take out the other bear. <laughs> Um, as you punch him extremely hard, uh, the fucking, uh, grizzly bear who shot, who shot, uh, poor Linda goes down and the floor opens up. Would you also like to make me a perception check? I would, because the dice are favoring me tonight and I want to see if I can land this. Come on, dice. 27. Okay. You can definitely tell that that, you don't know what it is either, but you can definitely tell that whatever it is down, like, beneath the floor isn't lava. In fact, you would go to say that it isn't any kind of molten rock or metal. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely a liquid of some sort. And it's like a, a weird yellow hue. Huh. Interesting. And the floor closes. And uh, the wild, like, the hyped-up magic starts to calm down. And uh, the talking mouth of Malastant the Magnificent calls out and says... Well done, everyone! And now, it's time! And the floor opens up beneath you guys. For our union regulated break. Take t- ten minutes off, bye! We'll be back soon after these ads! And you guys fall down a tube, not into horrible t- death liquid. Dice will roll will return after these messages. One time on Sword of Symphonies, our captain played an accordion number for a demon as a backing track to the story the demon was telling him. 
This one time on Sword of Symphonies, there was a rodeo rider on a giant eagle bird thing, and it was rad. She's going to take her jacket and try to put it over the bird's eyes, like create a blindfold. I would once again like to reiterate what could possibly go wrong. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, the crew dug up some buried treasure. No, look at this moss. It's attached to a shovel. <laughs> look, I love all three of you, but Tissa is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of Sword of Symphonies is the majesty of the spellcasting. Brilliant carnival. Starlight stars. Flying shark. Knife pain. <laughs> Fry's bolt. So if you'd like seafaring adventure, a lot of game design talk, music written in-house, and a lot of whatever that was just now, join us every week on Sword of Symphonies. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Uh, you suddenly come to a stop at a canteen. It's empty aside from you guys, but here you are. What? Where are we? What? Hey, uh, I don't know, but Mero, that was a uh, pretty good finish there. Uh, why don't you have uh, some of my special stuff? <laughs> and they don't, extend, don't take that. Th- yeah, they extend their uh, flask. Do you take it? Uh, what is it? I'm gonna ask him for a take it. It's a, it's a sort of fortified rum. Uh, Probably don't. Maybe for a celebration when we're out of the thicket of this. Sure. I'll keep some in there. So wait, I do have an it important counts. question, actually. Me and my friends have been on a very big adventure to learn what Mexico is, and you're telling me you've been there, and there's more places other than just Mexico. Yeah, yeah, Mexico is a pretty big place. It's all right. I know some guys there. What's it like? It's uh, hot. It's uh, some good food. Uh, beautiful people. Do they have uh, plants? Oh, yeah, they got all kinds of plants. Why, why wouldn't they have the plants? I don't know. Some, <laughs> some places don't have plants or life. It depends on what plane you're in. Like, the underworld doesn't really have any plants. Oh. Whenever I'm on a plane, uh, it always I bring the life of the party, so there's always a lot of stuff going on. I see. I think as you guys are discussing, um... You hear like a <clears throat> as a uh, weird alien creature. Uh, she looks like a starfish. If starfish were like the size of cows and also wore lunch lady outfits, and she kind of comes up to you and says, "You, what do you want for your lunch break?" Well, all this, all this talk about about Mexico is making me awfully hungry. Do you have quesadillas? Can I have a quesadilla, please? We don't have. Case or deals. 
Oh, well, uh, well, I gosh, I suppose that's an earth thing. Um, do you have spaghetti? I'd love some spaghetti. We do get biscotti. Uh, what do you have to eat? We got fried eyeballs. We got fried gizzards. We got fried livers. Uh, you know, I we think got I'm, apple uh... pie. Oh, apple pie. <laughs> we got fried legs. Is, is it possible to have, like, any gizzards or eyeballs without the frying part? No. Tom's pre-fried. Sorry about that. I'll take the you gizzards. You got, like, the, the <laughs> marinara dipping sauce? We, could we don't got marina and the diamonds dipping sauce. <laughs> Happy Pride, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh my God. So true. It's like, uh, I'm not really an apple pie person. Don't like fruits and vegetables, but I'll take... Anything meat-related, if surprise me. Trying new food seems you got interesting. It. You got it, buds. Anything else for any of you? I'll, I'll take I'll take a little pie, please, with um no eyeballs or gizzards or anything of that sort. Just the apples, thank you. You got it. Yeah, give me a round to, to all the fried options. I want to taste test them. <laughs> you got it. A whole pato. Got it. Alden's like. Just give me the pie. You got it. And with that, she slitters off. So, Linda. Yes? You talk about this Earth place quite a bit. And that is Mexico in Earth? Well, at least the Earth I'm from, yes. Uh, Mexico's a, a, a part of Earth. We've got we've got lots of, of countries. Do you have countries where you're from? Oh, yes. Oh. Uh, yes. Sorry, we have uh, Vlogos. They're little... Evil, kind of. We have Cressa, we have Ozheim, we have, I think, is Refus a country? I think that's a city, not a country. It wasn't the best with geography. But yeah, we, I guess, so Mexico is sort of a country of the place. Yes. Earth. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly right. I'm, I'm not from there, but it's not very far from where I'm from. I mean, you know, planet speaking. Planet speak? What? Yeah, Earth, Earth is a, a big planet with lots of different countries on it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. How many countries are there? Oh, uh... Well, I mean, it's a whole planet. There'd be a bunch of them in there. Uh, there's at, at least 50. There's a lot. Uh, maybe a couple hundred. Uh, <laughs> after the Great War, they kind of shuffled around. There was more of them. Oh, my God. Uh, it looks like this Earth place is quite I a am, bit bigger. I am absolutely... I'm on my hands and knees begging Linda to ask which war. <laughs> <laughs> Expose poor Marco to the horrors of World War II. <laughs> uh, Linda, Linda, sort of suspects that the Great War means means World War One, uh, and she doesn't want to clarify. <laughs> she is wondering it, but uh, but yeah, can you imagine dropping World War II on somebody? What a bummer day. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry but there's to... another one. Hold on, now I'm curious. Do you does this earth have like fey and gods and food like everything else where I'm from? Well, I assume that they have food. We do have food, yes. Yeah, uh, I'm a big food. fan. Yeah, big fan of food. Um you know, I don't really know about the rest. I didn't know about that any of that really when I was there, but um Wait, you've there's not like fey and shit? I, I don't think there's so. Not, like like you don't have little fairy dragons coming around bothering you all the time? Uh, no, that sounds wonderful. It's not wonderful. Woman, oh, it's kind of. Oh, she's gorgeous. 
the film star you're talking about. No, uh, magical entities. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking about, like, magic. Like, a literal tiny... Like, he, he sort of, like, gestures to the size of a fairy dragon. He's like a, like a little tiny dragon mm-hmm. with, like, butterfly wings that talks in a really annoying grating voice, yeah. but, he's, but they're very sweet. Oh, that sounds adorable. I would love one. But I didn't see anything like that when I was on Earth. Huh. Huh. I suppose it might be for the best. I've heard dragons, or I mean, at least where I'm from, dragons are not the best creatures. I've... Well, where I'm from, they're kind of... It's kind of varied. Hmm. There are some dragons who are, like, really bad. I've, like, killed one, two, you, I don't you've know. You've killed a dragon? Yeah. I has, like, starry eyes, like, oh my god, how did you do it? Tell me everything. Uh... <laughs> Alden sort of scratches the side of the side of his face as he's trying to remember killing. Um, oh God! Killed, there was a he. He did that one thing where he killed five, one dragon of each elemental type in the same fight. That was a whole thing. Bro- oh, oh my God! Yeah, Alden sort of pauses and he's like, "Well, I've killed a lot of dragons. I killed like five in one fight once." How? And- he sort of like he he gestures like he's about to grab at his swords, and he remembers they're not there, they, like behind them. And he's like, "With my two swords that I don't have right now, they're I, I, I mean, I didn't do it alone or anything. I had my friends that because like we kind of built a country together, and I think I would have died if it was just me. But mm. I've almost died a bunch of times. Wow, your adventures sound awfully exciting." You can see that he has a lot of scars. Like, a lot of them. There's a bite mark on his neck. Like, not like one, like, on the side. Like, it looks like his head was almost bitten off. That's that's incredible. I mean, we went to a cursed city, and then we're kind of on a secret... This is the middle of nowhere. No one's gonna snitch. We're part of a secret princess hunt for a lost princess. And, uh, that's basically it up to this point. Uh... Nothing like fighting dragons or anything like that. My goodness, you all do such exciting things. I mostly yell at teenagers and, um... Oh, I've been doing a lot of yelling at teenagers. I drove a robot once. That was exciting. What's, what's a robot? What? It's, um, it's like, it's like armor. It's like a big suit of armor that, uh, that's got, that's got magic in it. Kind of. Uh, so, magic armor? Yes, but uh, but really big, and you feel very very cool when you wear it and and drive around in it. Highly recommend if they have robots where you're from. Huh. I, I don't. Th- I guess if there were any robots, they'd be in Osheim. They seem to do a lot of the inventing. But I suppose I can try and search for a robot where I'm from. Alden turns to Marco and he's like, "You got anything like that where you're from?" Well, we got, uh, there's this one film, Metropolis, I was kind of a fan of. <laughs> I remember there was a robot chip in it. Uh, Linda. Film? What's a film? Oh, you know, it's like, uh, they're kind of newfangled, but, uh, a moving picture show. It's like a play, but it's, uh, flat. Flat? Walton <laughs> looks confused. He's like, Flat? I'll just talk of robots. Linda, you really got me thinking, huh? Sounds like you're from uh, my Earth, but uh, maybe uh, some sort of dystopian future. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, well, maybe something like that, yeah. Dare I ask what year? Uh, well, let me see. The last time I was on Earth was the year 2019. You were telling me what? <laughs> what, what? What year are you from? 1928. That's pretty different. Wow, so you got the robots. It's like Metropolis where you're at, huh? <laughs> uh, well, the robots were from Earth. We did a little poking around, and we were on this little planet, and we drove some robots there, but we do have some robots, yes. This is exactly oh. like Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think as you guys are talking about robots, uh, the starfish alien comes back, and she's like, all right, grubs up. And uh, before... Uh, Alden and Linda, two delicious apple pies are placed. Um, before um, Marrow, a uh, steaming pile of fried guts is placed. Nice! And before you, Marrow, the uh, platter dish with all this different stuff is an entire fried goblin wearing the remains of a luchador outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Alden looks over and he's like, I don't know if that's ethical to eat at all. Uh, <sighs> is it morally correct to eat a goblin? Um, hey, I real fast. Real fast. Marco and Maro, do you two want to make a society check real fast? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm apparently sure. trained in that because everyone was like, you should probably know what society is now that you've in Sabine for a year. Uh, that's a 31. And Marco? Wait, no, that's not a 31. That's 26. My bad, I added the wrong modifier. That is a 31 for me. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, you both very quickly realize, hey, that wasn't lava. That was cooking oil. Oh my god. Are we going to eat the other contest? Uh, hmm. You're telling me these eyeballs are okay, okay. Um, where did the apples come from? I wonder. Are there? Are we gonna have to wrestle apples? I don't. Oh, what would that even be like? Um, wet. I'm assuming. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know. I ain't I done this since my schoolyard days, but uh, I'll trade one sip of whatever in this flask for a bite of apple pie. You just like you could just have a slice, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I'm maybe not feeling super hungry, but I will actually take a nip of that flask just between us. <laughs> Mero was looking at the mystery meat and kind of still debating it a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> is this ethical? Uh, I think before you're even able to decide whether to eat, um, you none of you have even touched your food when suddenly. Uh, a loud siren uh, beeps and uh, you hear a time's up and suddenly the chairs beneath you rocket up and you are thrust back into the fucking arena without even had a touch of your food. Oh, uh, back to the salt mines, I guess. You are all returned here. Um, clearly a little bit. Hey, man, we were just about to eat, I guess. Um, when uh, Melison the Magnificent calls out and says, Welcome back! Interdimensional Improbables! Did you enjoy your food? Uh, maybe if we could have eaten. That's too bad! Uh, and then, uh, you kind of hear, uh, another clicking noise from above. It says, Because we've got a show to put on! Introducing 
Round tree, the mighty metal man. How many rounds are in this, can I ask? That's for me to know and you to find out. Uh. Uh, and something drops from the ceiling. Guys, I hate to tell you, but it's just like Metropolis. <laughs> um, I knew it. A giant robot stands in the middle of the arena. Um, it is massive. I would say it's about size huge in D&D terms. It has chrome white plating um, and two giant cannons on its shoulders. Um, and on its front, uh, there is like an emblem. What? Uh, the symbol appears to be like a uh, kind of like a jade T-shape uh, surrounded by the uh, gold. And this thing, it kind of like uh, glances down at you and stands at you all uh, with one giant robotic eye. And uh, you hear uh, the announcer calling out and says, From the depths of space, on the planet of New Tespera, home of the Aeon Drone, we bring you one of the most terrifying opponents in all of the universe. A heavy, a heavy weapons infantry machine from the Aslanti Star Empire, original uh, owners of Galarian, and the most powerful empire in all of the packed worlds. Star? Starfinder time. What? Uh, and this thing glances down at you and it lets out a mm. And everyone, let's roll initiative. Mero pointing at this thing. What the fuck? What is this? Really dropping some some bombs on on Alden who lives on. <laughs> yeah, finding out. Hey, by the way, uh, those people that you taught died years ago. Uh, yeah, so they're like alive and in space, and they've got robots. You know what? All right. Is it, so we can roll athletics, right? Yep. I got a thirty-seven. Thirty-seven 36. as well. Ooh, we're rolling high. Really are. Um, this has been uh, a Mara? blessed game. I got a 33. Okay. And uh, I'm going to roll now to see what our our, uh, our event is this time. That is an 11. So uh, our event is going to be... Ooh. Okay. Um, the sky clouds over. And suddenly you hear a rumble of thunder. Static shock has been rolled. And a lightning storm is going to be on the stage. Um... Rain starts pelting down. Um, you're going to have uh, difficulties uh, shooting range attacks if you so choose. Um, and on top of that, one person at the end of the round is going to be struck by lightning. Pray to God it's not you. Maybe it'll be the big metal guy. Maybe it will be. There's a one in five chance. Hold um, on. He's tall and made of metal. There's a rain storm. <laughs> you know what? That's true. I will give him... I'll give him... Uh, an extra chance of being struck by lightning. Thank you for this, Mercy. <laughs> okay, um, so, top of the order is Marco. Marco, it's just like Metropolis. It is. It is. I. And I learned a little lesson from Metropolis about uh, the way, how to treat the ruling class. Uh, <laughs> Derry, l- let me ask you, what is the relative height of say, the head and shoulders of this robot and uh, the sort of emperor's box where our esteemed host, the floating head, is sitting? 
Uh, I would say that it's about 16 feet tall. Okay, so let me propose this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me I'm, if it's impossible. I will make it I, possible. Okay. Uh, Marco's had enough. No one makes him miss a meal. Uh, so Marco wants to, using this enormous metal body, mm-hmm. uh, leap off the top of it and try to attack the giant floating head that keeps messing with us. Okay, sure. Um, I will let you do that as two actions um, to make an legs check to jump onto this guy, and then a second mm-hmm. legs check to jump towards the uh, hologram mount. Cool. And athletics is different than acrobatics. Yes, athletics is... Uh, well, actually, yeah, in your case, I will let you roll acrobatics because you are very, very nimble. You're not going to be, like, Sweet. strong jumping. You're going to be uh, mm-hmm. fast jumping. Parkour. Parkour. Yeah, I got that 23 in acrobatics, so I really want to... You could use your hero point to re-roll it. You do have one. Hmm. Oh, no, so I, I rolled... I got a 36. Oh, oh shit, chat. yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, with that, uh, Marco, you jump onto the shoulder of uh, the Aslanti Star Empire uh, Destroyer. Um, and you're now on his shoulder. Um... There, you could jump again to try to get to uh, where this floating mount is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, ooh, that, um, re- hero point, hero point. I rolled a nat once. Hero point. Okay, <laughs> so you rolled a nat one, and you're going to hero point it. Describe to me how you snatch d- uh, victory from the jaws of defeat. I think Marco got a little overconfident with this new athleticism that their, their body has. And leaping on a sleek metal robot while the rain is pouring down caused their foot to slip. Mm-hmm. It's a very slippery surface. But I mean that 23 in acrobatics. I think Marco's enormous body flips over and he back handsprings off Ooh. the head okay. towards the towards the box. Okay. Come on, hero Ooh, That's a 40. <gasps> that's a 40. <laughs> oh, you get the fuck up there. With, like, that is a crit for what I was ha- having. Marco, you almost come crashing down and nearly eat shit on the floor, but you leap through the air, do a front flip, and land directly in front of where this giant floating mount is. Hey, I don't care what empire that guy's from. The only nation I care about it's the U.S. of A. <laughs> and I punch this head in the in the head. <laughs> okay. Uh, make me an uh, attack roll. Oh, does this count as a turn? Can I use my Bon Mott ability? Uh, usually, usually uh, that would take an action. Or because okay. you did crit so before, I will allow it. Oh, sweet, mm-hmm. sweet. So. Derry tilts her glasses down. I'm going to ring you a DM. I'm the cool DM. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when people come up with cool shit. That is a 28. Okay, a 28 against this thing's will DC is not a crit fail, but it is a fail. Uh, um, so now you can try punch this dude. That's a 38. Ah, a 38 against this thing. Uh, that's going to be a hit. And I think the, something strange happens that I don't think... Linda or Alden, or even like I don't know if you've got many much experience with uh, illusions, um, illusions, uh, Marrow. 
Uh, I have a little bit. I think I've seen, I've seen, you know, like, fake people. I know some magic yeah. of it a little bit. So I think you're all probably expecting this fist to go right through because that's clearly an illusory mouth or a hologram or something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. <laughs> the yes. hand breaks right into this thing's teeth and he, he like makes he makes a like a, a solid blow against it and that smile that uh Milestone magnificent has had this entire time kind of falters and he kind of like it turns to a like snarl and says you dare to try skip rounds i was going to have a vampire the masquerade team round and yet you try <laughs> jump for the final boss instead? You know not what you have done, Italian-American! <laughs> and <laughs> suddenly the air kind of shifts around this thing, and it becomes clear to those of you who know uh, stuff about illusions that this was actually an illusory disguise, uh, kind of like, do not look at the man behind the, uh, the curtain style. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm. what is behind the curtain is quite bad and also um, basically unknown to most of you because it's a giant floating orb made of flesh with indeed a big mount, but the big mount is not really the um, the primo uh, thing here that you're like looking at. It's the uh, eye, the giant eyeball directly above the mount with little tentacles with more eyes coming off it. Um, and it sure is beholding you. One might even say <laughs> it's a beholder. And the Malicent the Magnificent, the beholder, floats before you, Marco. Uh, you did do damage, so you can roll that real fast. Um, okay. But he kind of floats before you and says, Well, you know what? Since you're so ungrateful, you don't get my vampire the masquerade teamed round. We're going straight to the dungeons with the dragons in them, everyone. The greatest system of all, no questions asked. No <laughs> other system is half as good as what I wield. Anyway, what the fuck is this guy saying? Anyway, uh, Wait, it's a giant cyclops. You are skipping the sexy <laughs> vampires. Damn it! <laughs> uh, so roll, the, roll that damage for me real fast. That's a 21. Very nice. Okay. Uh, you did do damage and you have successfully sk- sped run to the boss, um, who is looking particularly ravenous. That is your turn. And it is now, uh, it is now Linda's turn. Linda, you've been in the realms of dragons with dungeons in them before. Have, do you, have you encountered a beholder before or is this more? No, this is new for Linda. Um, no, uh, she she can tell it's gross and weird, uh, especially because it, it brought them here and is keeping them prisoner. Um, so she's going to pull out all the stops and do a key blast on it. Ooh, okay. Because uh, she's had it with this. Um, she was already not a huge fan of being kidnapped. She was definitely not a huge fan of the non-lethally lethally killing a bunch of goblins. And she was extremely not a huge fan of then those goblins being served to them. So she's had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to use Key Blast. Key Blast yes. has a range of 15 feet uh, or more if you channel it for long enough. Because if you use all three actions to gather up this Key Blast, uh, the cone will become 60 feet and the damage will be boosted significantly. Um, which okay. means that from where you are, you could actually hit him and not hit 
um, our dear friend Marco. I'd appreciate okay. that. So that's what I want to do. I want to use all three actions to make the cone wide enough to hit him, but not Marco. Okay. And uh, you guys are level 12, so this would be a level 6 key blast. Oh, God. Um, he is going to have to make a fortitude save. Uh, fortitude is not his greatest save. And I'm going to roll the big dice for this as well, because I like this. Ooh. That's a 7. Uh, that is a 7 plus his fortitude. That is a 30 total. How is that against your class DC? Um, my class DC is 31. Ooh, that's going to be a fail. He's going to get hurt. Uh, now, Linda, would you do me the profound favor of uh, rolling me... Would you roll me 10d6 force damage, please? Oh, my gosh. What? <sighs> oh, my God. That is 36. <laughs> yep, that's an above-average damage <laughs> roll. Holy shit. Uh, Linda, you hold your hands together and you focus your life force. And you kind of start gritting your teeth. Your hair flies up and goes golden as you start channeling up a ball of energy and you fucking hurl it in a cone of energy that blasts into Malison the Magnificent the Beholder. Um, and she... ugly. Yeet! <laughs> you do 36 fucking damage as you blast into him. Um, and he is certainly thrown off balance a little bit. Um, and that is going to be your entire turn. Uh, I am now going to roll initiative for him because I actually haven't yet. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay, not a great roll. He's going to be last in initiative, which makes sense because he was last to join. Mm-hmm. Is the robot uh, so, still there? Yes. So oh, about right. that. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's the robot's turn. Thank you. Um, oh, no. And the robot kind of like goes... <laughs> as it slowly like kind of slides its head. And uh, it's got those big fucking cannons. It's got those big fucking cannons. And I'm very sorry that it is uh, going to unload on you guys. Um, So this is going to be a 60-foot cone, uh, which hits everyone, including (laughs) Malastent the Magnificent. Nice. Nice. Um, As he basically just, the turrets on his shoulders start fucking blasting. Everyone, make me a reflex save. Any chance I can deflect these? Uh, you can't deflect them. However, you do have another thing that you could use. Dodging roll, which I put on your cheat sheet as just leave the fireball, lol. Great. Um, When you make your reflex save, you'll be able to gain a shit ton of resistance against this incoming attack. I got a 35. Really grateful for the uh, rogue thing that lets me just be master in all of my reflex saves. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because rogues are like that. I got a 29 for my reflex save. Okay. Rolled a 20. Uh oh. 38. Okay, so, um, Linda, Marrow, and, uh, Linda and Marrow, uh, you two kind of like duck out of the way as best as you can. But unfortunately, uh, you. Well, actually, real fast, you're all monks, right? Yes. So, how does Patch to Perfection work? Okay, so. I don't have Path to Perfection my reflex because I used the rogue thing to get master in it. <laughs> uh, okay, so you don't have to worry about that, but I'm pretty sure that Linda, uh, almost supernaturally, as these bullets are coming from you, you fucking matrix dodge beneath them. Oh, shit. You got a save, but with Path to Perfection, one of your monk abilities, mm-hmm. you got a crit success instead of just a regular success. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that you take zero damage. 
Um, awesome. You are going to take some of this damage, uh, Marrow. Alden, nice you're going to take the full damage. And uh, up above, uh, you, um, Marco, are going to take no damage as you do a quadruple front flip over it. Um, yes. Meanwhile, uh, Malastant is going to take... Uh, oh, okay, he's going to take half damage. Uh, so the uh, Aslanti Destroyer opens fire and everyone's going to take... Uh, or Well, depending on what you just, I said before, that's going to be uh, 29 piercing damage. So 15 or 14 half? Uh, that's going to be uh, 15. Okay. Um, uh, and then Alden, uh, it's going to reach down and grab ya. All right. Uh, it... Uh, that is going to be a 40 to, against your fortitude DC. Okay, yeah, that works, because my fortitude DC is a 32. It's not a crit or anything, mm-hmm. though. He... He picks you up and holds you up in the air, and he's kind of squeezing you. Oh, no, Alden. It is your turn. Fucking robots. This isn't even the first time you've fought robots. There's that whole bullshit in Patats. Alden doesn't really like robots. Um... He is going to. Can I get out? How do I get out? Uh, do I just use an action? You could roll athletics. To get out, you could try to force your way out without legs to kind of pry its fingers apart, or you could roll acrobatics to kind of slip out. I think Alden is going to uh, take hold of. It's like it, it's got like fingers. That's right. Uh, it's going to take hold of like what would be its thumb and its like index finger. And he's going to try and pry them open. Okay, make me add legs check. Alright, I'm gonna roll real dice because roll 20 is being mean to me, and I trust my extinction curse dice more. <laughs> that was, I was right to trust this dice more. It gave me a 16. Okay, so that's 16 plus 21. Uh, that'd be a 37? Uh, yeah, that's a 37. Against this thing's uh, at legs DC, that is going to be a success. Mm-hmm. Alden, you pry its metal fingers open, and you're now free! What do you do? You got two actions left. Um, I think he lands and enters mountain stance. Okay, you, as you hit the floor, squat! There's like a cool rumble around you. And then I think he's going to use his flurry of blows, because Alden just likes attacking. Okay, go for it. Uh, I rolled a 32. Is that uh, yep, that's gonna be a hit. Roll damage. 22 damage. Uh, okay. Alden, bonk, bonk. You, uh, punch into it once. I promise I'm telling the truth. I just rolled an at Oh, 20. shit! Again? Holy fuck! I... I can take a photo. I trust you, man. <laughs> Holy shit! Get his um, ass. Get his ass. Cool! Go for it! <laughs> that is 24 damage times 2. I don't know if you want to use a crit card. That's 48 damage. Holy shit, Alden. Alden, so here's the take. Usually, um, a robot like this would have resistance against your puny fists. However, because you are all monks, your fists count as uh, magical weapons made of all sorts of weird materials. Uh, so you just straight up punch through this thing's resistance. And... Well, isn't that funny? Isn't that droll? Busted shin! Alden... You punch right through this thing's leg, and it kind of like stumbles a little bit and lets out like a few distress noises in uh, the Aslanti language, and it's now kind of like just wobbling. Uh, it is going to be a clumsy one for the rest of its life. 
Oh my god. What? Which is to say that uh, it has a minus one to its AC and all dexterity type rolls. And on top of that, its speed is drastically reduced. Uh, Is that your turn, Alden? It sure is. Okay. Maro, it is your turn. Marco is up there fighting this weird eyeball monster. uh, And over here behind you is a fucking robot. What do you do? So I'm not going to be able to attack this turn because of how many actions what I want to do is going to take. But uh, I have uh, wonderful heritage feats that let me grow very edgy looking angel wings. So can I use two actions to sprout my celestial wings? 100%. And I always homebrew that when you grow your wings, you can take a move action immediately. Oh, shit. Thank God. I can do, what I, I, I can do kind of what I want to do then. So uh, can I just be like... Uh, at this point, Worse has tried to kill me, and can I just sprout these, like, blackish, inky-looking death wings that look look like, you know, god of death energy, but, like, demigod of death energy? Looks like kind of a nightmare, honestly. Uh, and can I just shoot straight up for that free movement? I absolutely love that. Yes, you can. Okay, and for the third action, can I enter Wild Wind Stance? So after uh, after these incredibly edgy-looking wings have come out, and this uh, wonderful monk is shot into the sky, the winds kind of begin to swirl around them in this, like, tempest of a storm. Like, I am tired of this shit. Uh, that is all of my actions, but I just look really fucking cool now, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Uh, that is your turn. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is now, unfortunately, Malastint Magnificent's turn. Uh, and he is very upset with Marco, as you may imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, Do you know how difficult it is to siphon in heroes like this? I have a very expensive diet, and it takes a lot of money and time for me to trap heroes in this world so I can fucking cook them. Goodness gracious, that's the problem with you types. You're all so selfish. And he is going to use an eye ray. And I'm going to roll a 1d10 to see what the eye ray do. That is a tree. The eye ray is a fear ray. Um, a blast of, uh, like, dark energy explodes from one eye and beams into you, Marco. Marco, I need you to make me a will save. It is a 38. Is that sufficient to resist? Uh, a 38? Yep, that is going to be a success. Uh, you feel a chill go down your spine, Marco, but you are not out of the game. So you are frightened one. I'm going to add the frightened condition to your sheet. Um, this is basically going to drop a... Oh. Uh, sorry to ask this, but is this one of your paths to perfection? Ah, hold on. Will, I think it may int- it may well be. Oh. Uh, let me see. Uh, because I made the sheet for you, so let me see if I gave you that path to perfection. I do have path to perfection, Will. I'm not sure what that means. Yes, it does. Marco, you ain't scared of this guy. What are you talking about? He's a big eyeball. Hey, look, I run a business too, and I have a lot of money going around and a lot of folks working for me. But, uh, you know, you gotta be honest with folks. If you're gonna run a fight and ring... Uh, Tell people what they can win. Yeah, this trickery and nonsense. It's, uh, not honorable, huh? I may be a criminal, but I'm a man of honor. Where's the fun in that? He says, and he's gonna bite ya. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he opens his mouth and goes to fucking numb. Uh, that is going to be a 17 plus 21. That is a 38 to hit. 
and my DC is 31, so that hits. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be Treaty 6 plus 11 piercing damage. I'm going to eat you. You know, Derry. Yeah, I know. The fans of back home are going to keep accusing me of war. Uh, that's going to be 16 damage. <laughs> my mistake. I added the wrong thing. 16 damage. Okay, there we are. 16. Okay. Uh, and his uh, last action, as he's uh, biting into you like that, um, one of his uh, eyes are going to uh, blast at, I think, Linda. Linda, I'm going to roll another d10. That's going to be an 8, which means that he releases... Oh, no! That's a petrification beam. Oh, no. Oh, no! Make me a fortitude save as a gray slate beam explodes out from one of his eye tentacles. Oh, no! I rolled a 26. Oh, that's going to be a fail. Okay, so um, essentially what happens here, don't worry. (laughs) Um, You are going to be slowed. So, Linda, a a beam of gray hits you. And uh, suddenly you feel like your bones start to slow down a little bit. And you feel like your skin toughening. And you're like, oh, that is bad, actually. Which means that you are going to be slowed, uh, meaning you have one less action on each of your turns. At the end of each of your turn, you're going to need to make a fortitude save to see if it gets worse or if it gets better. Okay. Let's hope. Let's hope. So that is his turn. And now, everyone, it's time for the lightning strike. So let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six people on the on the stage. Um, I'm going to say that uh, anything on a six or up is going to hit uh, the robot because he's uh, extra conductive. <laughs> and if not, we're going to go, uh, we'll be selected randomly. That's a four, which is less than a, oh, oh no. No. Alden. Yes. You hear, you smell the air getting all coppery for a moment. And then, I'm afraid you are about to be hit by a uh, spell. A lightning bolt. Alden, would you be a deer and roll me a reflex save? Oh no! Yeah, sure. Uh, that is a 25. I'm so sorry, that's not gonna pass! You are hit by a level 10 lightning bolt. A 10th level spell! Which is wish level, which means you're going to take 10d12 lightning damage. Sure. That's 73 damage, Alden. As a bolt of lightning explodes from the sky and then loads into you with an attack which would fry lesser man. Are you a lesser man? Alden looks fucking fried. (laughs) (laughs) He just looks a little bit fried. Um, His hair looks like it's been hit by lightning um, and he looks slightly charred but mostly he just looks annoyed. Listen, this guy has taken a fucking dragon breath to the face before. He's fine. This is fine. Now, Marco, it's your turn. Uh, You're up here with this horrible monster which is uh, chewing on your arm um, and shooting eye beams everywhere. Back beneath, the giant robot is uh, causing mayhem. Uh, The storm has stopped though and... uh, uh oh. Oh. <gasps> Suddenly something happens. Oh no. I hate it when something happens. A large pole op- uh, like kind of like extends from one end of the arena. Um, it is 
kind of like steel looking and it has a weird square at the top and then from beneath the square a uh, hoop uh, comes out horizontally and a net kind of comes out it is a basketball uh, net and around the stadium on giant uh, floating panels the words shoot some hoops comes up shoot some hoops for bonus power <laughs> and a single basketball descends from the heavens and it just kind of bonk, bonk, bonk. so that's there well okay you know when in Rome I'm going to to try to disentangle myself hunch mm-hmm. as hard as I can with um, the arm that's not currently being gnawed upon okay then if I'm successful in disentangling myself, I am going to try to shoot some hoops. Okay, go for it. That is a 31. Uh, a 31 to hit this dude in the face? Uh, mm-hmm. That is going to be a miss. You bonk him right in the jelly face, but like, he's got some sturdy skin. Marco, this is a lot. Okay. Yeah, this is a... Hey, I tell ya, I sure hope this is the last time I have to deal with some kind of eldritch teeth and eye monster. I'm sure this will never happen again in my life. <laughs> uh, this, I'm, uh, wind up and, uh, pound again. This is turning into a flurry of blows. Okay, go for it. It's a 38 that time. That is going to be a motherfucking hit. Okay. Can I get him right in the eye? Can I get him in yeah, the get eye? Yeah, get him right in the fucking eye. There you go. Learn some manners and some respect. 26. 26 damage, yeah. You deck this dude in the face. Control. And he lets it out. Ah, my eye. I only have so many of those. (laughs) All right. So I assume because he started speaking, I can disentangle my arm. And I want to backflip away. I don't know how long this athleticism is going to last. I want to make the most of it. And I want to uh, leap towards that basketball and uh, get, and then leap up and try to slam dunk. Okay. So uh, to get down there, yeah, you could pretty easily get down uh, back down. Uh, but then slam dunking is going to be another question altogether. Mm-hmm. You may need to, uh, like, because it is about 35 feet from where you are mm. on top of this thing. Uh, to the uh, ball. You'll have to jump down, but thankfully you have catfall, which means you won't take any damage from jumping that far. But then to get up to the uh, net, you'd either have to make a ill-advised half-court shot or you would have to move closer, which would take your last action. And I will say, as a reaction at the end of your turn, you can pass the ball to someone else. Okay, so you're saying I can I can get close to the hoop, but I, cannot, I can't also take the shot. Yeah. Okay, so I am... Yeah, I'm just gonna leap down, grab the ball, mm-hmm. and making eye contact with the only other person who I assume is familiar with basketball, <laughs> and the basic rule set. <laughs> I am going to uh, make direct eye contact with Linda and just toss it over. Okay, uh, Linda, uh, you catch the ball and you are now holding it. Uh, it is your turn. Um, you are still kind of turning to stone, which is less than ideal. At the end of your turn, you're going to have to make another save, but you have two actions. What do you do? All right. Um, so, since I am turning into stone and also a halfling, I have mixed feelings about trying to dunk a basketball. 
But on the other hand, I am indeed the only other one who knows what basketball is as just like a like an <laughs> assumption. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that I am going to use my. Um, well, how far am I away from the basket? Uh, well, right now uh, you are about 30 feet from the basket and mm-hmm. then that thing is 60 feet up. And oh, shit, okay. guys, it's time to use Pythagoras to serum. Uh, no, don't care. So, it's three feet up. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, so I was going to do a key rush mm-hmm. so that I can move forward and then for my second movement, jump up really high, or is that cheating? I will allow it. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to do two movements because Linda, uh, Linda, the halfling cannot jump, but she can probably use her key to, to, you know, get herself as high in the air as she can. So... Okay. So sure. yes, that's what I want to do. Okay, hey, Gary, go for it. Yes. If there's another ball and I'm already flying, can I just fucking drop it in the net? <laughs> if you were to get the ball after Linda has it, you would 100. There's only the one ball. But uh, if Linda misses this, you could just fly up, man. <laughs> I forgot. Second question: If I like put the ball through the hoop and then like, I like I put my hand through the hoop and then I just keep doing it, do I just <laughs> Well, bonus? you don't know what happens when you shoot the hoop. <laughs> Um, that being said, right now, Linda does have the ball, and Linda, you are using a key rush, is that right? Yes. Do it. So Make the shot. Linda, you kind of squat, you take a deep breath, and uh, you move, like, you've been moving fast all this time, right? Yes. The speed at which you move right now is insane to behold. Uh, you move like a blur. Um, you're going to move basically the equivalent of 100 feet in a single round. Uh, and I'm gonna let you basically jump up into the air and uh, get up real close to the net. And if you do that, okay. uh, you can make a what would be a good roll for to just a slam dunk. I'd say um, an attack roll is pretty good. Okay. So to make my um, key rush, do I have to roll for that? Uh, no, you just do it. You boom. Okay. You use one of your focus points and you activate a spell-like ability to zoom towards it, and you are up there in no time at all. Okay, and my attack roll, I guess Powerful Fist is going to count for this that one since I'm not. absolutely fine, yes. All right, so that is plus 21. So I rolled a 35. Linda, you slammed that ball right through, and uh, there's like, uh, like confetti that explodes everywhere, and suddenly everything starts to slow down for you. Linda? A question rings out in your mind. Congratulations, top scorer. What is the most important thing in the world to you? My friends. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Linda doesn't even hesitate. She's she's a friendly lady. Okay. Um, in that case, Linda, suddenly something happens to you. You go. I hate to say you go god mode, but you go god mode. <laughs> You take on an angelic form, um, which is to say that you have activated another 10th level spell, Avatar. Uh, And briefly, you are turned into an avatar of the very concept of friendship. Um, So, which means, let me tell you about the cool stuff you get. You get a massive boost to your AC. You get uh, 33 hit points. You get dark vision. Um, And I'm going to say... That, um, yeah, you get uh, a speed of 80 feet and the ability to fly 
uh, an unfettered strike, which is a powerful um, punch attack, which does 6d8 bludgeoning damage, and a wind strike Ooh. where you can kick and do a, like an air cutter. This is a 10th level spell. It will last you for two rounds. All right. So uh, you, I think this actually probably dispels the petrification. You don't even have to worry about it anymore. Linda has gone right. Super Saiyan. Linda has Linda, ascended. Yeah, apparently I was, how, I was, Linda was such a good space jam that she ascended to friendship god. Linda, how Just does friendship god- one magical girl. <laughs> Just like a magical girl. Hey, someone get uh, super idols in here. Um, okay. Linda, how does uh, Matt, goddess of friendship, uh, Linda, look? Um, Linda, goddess of friendship, um, is is shining bright gold. It's one of those golds. It's not like um, like sunbeams in your eye. It's like a like warm, friendly gold. Mm-hmm. Um, she has arms that are both very strong, but also look very soft. So they're like the best possible for hugging. Um, she has a calming presence where you feel um, reassured and supported when her light shines on you. Um, and also she can grow more hands if she needs to. Maybe she already has like a bunch of hands um, for lore purposes, not for cheating at the game. Um, That's so nice. I love it. <laughs> so she can like help you move all of your apartment furniture at once or um, <laughs> give as many hugs as possible or that. high five a ton of people. Oh my so. God. Linda's ready. Okay, (laughs) Linda, uh, you will be able to experiment that on your turn. It is, however, the fucking murder robot's turn. Oh, no. Come at me, murder robot. I'll friend you so good. Uh, Unfortunately, the murder robot uh, is... It turns its head to look at you, and it's like darbles out in uh, ancient... Like in, uh, sorry, not ancient Aslan, modern Aslan. This is things from space. But the subtitles on the uh, uh, screen say target acquired and it's gonna go for you so this guy is going to uh hobble towards you because unfortunately its legs been busted so it has to take two actions to basically run towards you uh instead of just the one it would normally take and it is going to try to punch you in the face and that is going to be a 35 to hit uh however in avatar mode your ac is 25 plus your level which Uh, means that that is i have a hmm? quick question did it have to move past me it did have to move past you. Is it like 30 feet tall? Can I, like, I have an ability called if it, something moves away from me, I can use standstill to try pursuit. and hit it. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I pursuit. It's stand, I basically get a free attack of opportunity, and if I crit, it can't actually continue moving. Okay, uh, cool. Make that attack. Okay. Uh, it has to be a wind strike attack, I think, because I'm in that That's stance. That's fine. You, can, you, you okay. can do that. You can do that. All right, bet. Uh, that's actually really good. That's a 38. A 38 against this dude. That is going to be a hit. Wait. <gasps> He's flanked because you're behind him. And, oh my god, that's a crit. Okay, so he can't move anymore. Let's just do some damage real quick. Uh, so Mero just sees the god of friendship and sees his robot come and it's just like lifts a hand, blasts a wild wind directly in his head and it can't keep moving. Yeah, you like knock it and its head like spins around in a circle and it's recalibrating, recalibrating. Can I, can I, give, uh, <laughs> can I give Linda a thumbs up? Uh, let me roll the damage real quick. So, this is going to be... It's 26 bludgeoning, with the crit uh, information already in it, and 8 frost. Okay, so very total. nice. So, that is with the crit damage, so it's already critted up. 
Okay, so you deck this guy in the head. And he takes a moment stumbling and he is no longer able to go towards Linda. Which is shit because <laughs> he spent two actions trying that. He instead <sighs> turns to you. That's fine. And he raises up uh, his fist and he tries to bat you. That is going to be a absolutely abysmal 26. Uh, that does not hit my AC is 30. Okay. Alden, it is your turn. Giant robot. And also, Linda's an avatar for friendship. You don't even, like, you just feel that in your soul. It's not like that information has been given to you. You just know, wow, Linda's the goddess of friendship for a few moments. <laughs> I shall bestow high fives upon you. Alden is not going to question that. He's just going to accept that because, you know what? It works. That, yeah, it happens. Um, so I have to move to hit this guy, the robot, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, Alden takes five feet step forward. Um, and then he's going to use Flurry of Blows. Can I use one of the ones you said before that I could do the thing where one of them is like, you can try and trip him or something? Yes, like. uh, Flurry of Maneuvers. And because you have Titan Wrestler as a skill feat, you can grapple this guy who's way bigger than you. I am going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay, first time an attack, though. Okay, okay go for it. You either got really good or really bad. I, sh I should have videotaped that. You did not. You did not. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm sorry. I feel like <laughs> more than one that funny is like super, super sketchy. But these dice aren't weighted. I've rolled many in that one. I also know them. you're way too anxious to lie to me. I mean, holy shit, man. Is that not 20? Yes, I rolled it. Oh my god. Yeah. Do it. Get his ass. <laughs> okay. Well, um, 25 damage times two. So it's 50 damage. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, he's going to try and grapple him next. Alden, how the fuck do you destroy this Aslanti destroyer? Okay. <laughs> I think Alden, um takes a step forward and like takes a deep breath and he's like alright, I'm done with this um, and then he just raises both of his fists in the air um, because he dual wields sometimes that's what happens when you're bisexual and poly <laughs> um, and <laughs> he slams both of, it, of his hands down on the Destroyers, like just trying to uh, he's trying to destroy uh, its its hands. Then they're low enough. Okay, I mean, I think uh, what you do is you like bum 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 into its hands, but the way that it works is you nearly like grab onto its wrist and slam it down, and as it's falling, its head explodes out onto the floor, and uh, it gets dunked into oil, which is not particularly appetizing. But you have destroyed it. Alden makes face, and then he looks back up. And he looks at that beholder and he goes, You're fucking next, asshole. <laughs> and he's going to... I'd like you, Dave, to look at your uh, spells because there's something you may have that is useful. You're right. <laughs> you're, you're pretty right, aren't you? Wait, can yes, I do you that? Can. Doesn't that take? Doesn't that take two actions? No, nope, not all spells. And key spells certainly don't. I'm going to do it. Uh, Alden 
is going to cast Wind Jump without realizing it because he doesn't do many spells. <laughs> Basically, the way this works, Alden, is when you use Wind Jump, you don't just jump. You get a fly speed for a turn. You have to end your turn uh, somewhere else. But basically, you basically jump on, like, through the air, like, stepping on, like, clouds that appear beneath your feet. And you launch yourself up beside this beholder, no problem. Uh, and as your turn, Alden, you squat in front of this thing. The beholder snarls and says, Get out of my way, half-orc! I'm gonna eat ya! It's not that bad. That is literally not even the first time somebody's wanted to do that. <laughs> like in a gay way, or...? <laughs> Like, like in a literal way, oh, uh, but also, also in a gay yeah, way. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Alden, Alden's face turns red. <laughs> Maro, it is your turn. You're up in the air, and there's a fucking beholder. Okay, you said this thing's fifty feet up, right? The, uh, sixteen. Sixteen feet up. Okay, so you're not gonna make me do Pythagorean theorem, right? No, I'm gonna say sixteen. I don't care. Matt okay, is I'm real. Just... I'm gonna use one action to move close. I'm like, I'm higher than it. I'm still 30 feet in there, so I'm gonna be like shooting downwards. Please don't make me do math. Um, but does this count as flanking? Question mark? Uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. You guys are on opposite sides of the thing. Okay, so I'm gonna, my second action, use a sweet, sweet flurry of blows to try and wind crash this thing to hell and back. The avatar of friendship, and here I am, the avatar of demigod death. <laughs> Okay, that's a 15 plus... 15 plus 22, that's a 37 question mark. A 37 is a hit, roll damage. All right, so uh, I believe 15 points of bludgeoning and five points of cold for the first attack. Kabunk, kabunk. I don't think I can stunning strike with the uh, wind crash strikes though, so I'm just gonna do like... Uh, yes, you can. Oh, you'll allow it? Okay, then I'll do it. I will it. 100% allow it. All right, make me a fortitude save while I roll the second attack at a minus four real quick. Uh, okay, that is gonna be... Uh, that's not good at all. That is a four plus his fortitude, that's a 27. That does fail, but does a 30 hit. A 30 does not hit, I'm afraid. Okay, so he is going to be stunned one, uh, if he can be stunned. Uh, getting blasted directly in the eye with a mix of wind. It's like when you blow in someone's eye and it's really cold. Ah, my <laughs> eye! I've only got so many of those! <laughs> uh, I mean, I have one last action. I may as well try to hit him with another wind crash. Go for it. This will be at a minus lux. Yeah, it's at a minus eight, so like... I rolled good, but that is also like just a 30. That's unfortunately going to be a miss. Uh, is that your turn? That is my full turn. I got a good wind crash in, and he stunned one, so... Okay. It is now its turn. Um, and it is unfortunately real fucking mad. It says, You think I didn't come prepared for my own tricks and traps? Behold! The cone of anti-magic! And, uh, the beholder, uh, turns his gaze towards Linda. And Linda, as his eye kind of falls on you, suddenly... Uh, so long as you remain in this thing's cone gaze, you are not able to use any of your cool magic powers, which is bullshit. Oh, that is bullshit. You'll, if you're able to get out of its gaze, uh, you'll re uh, return them, but you fall back to the floor. Thankfully, don't take any fall down thanks to Catfall. You land on uh, both feet, and you are just a normal person again. No, you just got those powers. Heartbreaking. <laughs> if you're able to uh, get out of this thing's way... 
you will be able to get them back. Uh, regardless, he's going to use his only two actions, because uh, the anti-magic cone is a free thing. His only two actions to use eye rays. The beholder fights three eye rays at different creatures who need to be in different areas and cannot be within his anti-magic cone. Which actually means he can't hit Alden. His own eyes don't uh, work on Alden because Alden is right in front of him. He can't also hit Linda. So Marco and uh, Marco and Maro, you two are about to get messed up by some rays. That's fine. That is a five against you, Maro, which is an enervation ray. And against Marco, that is a turn. Uh oh. <gasps> oh no. Marco, that's a death ray. No. <laughs> no! No! Hey. Okay, so, hey. um, Marco, you need Question. to make me. I have hmm? a... Yeah? Don't I have attack of opportunity? Oh my fucking god. Do you? Yes, Alden! I grab you by the. F- I, I grab you, Derry, by the fucking <laughs> neck. <laughs> I have attack of opportunity now! You do have attack of opportunity, and he did use to use a concentrate attack. If you get a crit, you won't be able to blast those rays. Alden is like, I would really rather Marco not die. Um. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going to attack. It's at a minus two for attack That's of opportunities, correct. right? Remember, this thing is flanked. Does this count as flanked? Okay. Yes. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Give me. I really. Can you take a picture? Hold on a can second. you take I have, a picture? I have. To, I have to, <laughs> yeah, of course, I could take a picture. Hold. <laughs> uh, I like. I. I will. I, what? This is. It, I mean, turn? it did. The fort, not twenty. Is it Pride Month? Maybe? Is that why? <laughs> Dice say gay rights. The dice me say this. give me love later. The dice want a reward. You gotta feed them ice cream. Take them out on like a nice date or something. Why can't the dice do this when I'm in the middle of like a circus performance? It's it's to make up for like the four nat ones that I rolled that other game in a different group. <laughs> I rolled an 18 when I re-rolled. That would be a crit either way, but that's a nat 20, so I'll, I'm gonna give it to you. I believe you. You are not a liar. I know you've talked to me that you get like hides if you lie. I believe you. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Lying makes me ill. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Roll damage. Oh, that's eighteen damage. Which is that? And the crit card you pulled is solid blow. Triple damage. Ah! <laughs> oh my. God. That's fifty-four damage. He's still going, and he doesn't shoot his eye beams. And he closes his eye in pain because all you punch him right in the fucking giant gushy eye, meaning that he goes, ah, my eye, I, you know the drill. Ah! Can Mero just softly go? I feel like we avoided instant death right there <laughs> by some sort of fate. Alton's <laughs> like, are you fucking good? He looks over at, at Marco. I'm feeling great. Hey, look, let me tell you, if we survived this, when we survived this. I'd love to offer you a job. I could use a guy like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Linda, you are back into your goddess mode because he is completely thrown off guard by this, which is great. Uh, Marco, it's your turn. This guy doesn't look like he's got much else going for him. What do you do? I'm going back. <laughs> I'm leaping back up. Oh, I'm entering my stance first. Okay. Taking the, oh, not the last sip because I promised Maro the last sip from my flask. Oh. I take the penultimate sip mm-hmm. and then cap it and then somehow leap up. Can I leap that far? You 100% can. You actually have a feat that makes you real good at jumping. 
cool. So I drunkenly, staggerly up to that closed eye and those teeth, those teeth that were gnawing on me before. Uh-huh. And I think I'm going to try to punch out, just punch in those teeth, try to shatter a couple of them. So that is a 40 to hit. 40 is a fucking hit, my man. <laughs> and then... Do I get anything a plus on that, Derry? Uh, pardon? Oh, the, the modifier? Yeah, to uh, the... You have a plus two on this attack, uh, damage-wise. Okay, great. So it's 12 damage for the first strike. Okay. But I'm going with Flurry of Blows, so I'm coming in with the other fist now. One of the hairy arm that's uh, kind of torn open by those teeth. Mm-hmm. That's a 37. That's a fucking hit. Roll damage. Okay, okay, okay. And that's a 25. Yeah, okay. What? Okay. You fucking, that's a high roll. You fucking blast some of his teeth out. And he goes, oh no, more teeth. <laughs> that's more like it. <laughs> He's still holding his eye closed. His teeth have been knocked out. His uh, other eyes are like glancing all over the place, panicked. And Linda, it is your turn. Yes. With your multiple hands, your beautiful like form. What do you do? Because this guy looks like he's about to go down. All right. So I want to use my um, ridiculous speed to get all up in his business. You got 80 feet of move speed. You are A-OK. Yes. And then I want to do my um, my unfettered strike. What? Right? Which will let a, let me do a, a bunch of punches. Uh-huh. Really so good punches. This uh, You will throw out a shit ton of punches. I want you to roll me. A, uh, your attack modifier is plus 33. Holy Ooh. shit. I rolled a 46. That's a fucking crit. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, that is going to be double of 6d8 plus 6 damage. As all these hands come together, fucking aura, aura, aura style, to lay waste this dude. Roll that damage. <laughs> 68 plus 6 is 32 damage. Times 2, 64. Hey, Holy this guy shit. had 8 HP left. Get his ass! <laughs> Linda, how do you send this beholder back where he came from? Uh, so Linda um, is doing that dramatic thing where she's like punching him back and forth until she can tell it's like at, at her last punch. And then she stops for a second, pauses and says... This is what you get for messing with my new friends. And she gives him one last punch and sends him flying into the air. You deck him. And as he goes, uh, as you punch him, and he kind of like smear frame explodes away. Um, suddenly, the whole Coliseum flickers and everything is returned to a weird, eternal state. As you have defeated Malistant the Magnificent the Beholder and have successfully won the WrestleMania starting or whatever it was called, you forget. Great. Uh, yay. Linda, I didn't know you were like a demigod. Well, not normally, Um, but I'm, I kind of like it. Do you think I can keep it? Maybe. Let's see. I hope so. Is that what uh, all Americans get in the future? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so, huh? Yeah. Um... I'm not going to lie, and this might be really weird to ask, but you look like you give really good hugs right now. Can I hug? Absolutely! Can and Linda's gonna hug? gonna go down and, and give a big hug no, with her I'm like... No, I'm flying! You can fly, like, next to me! 
<laughs> yeah, we do flying hugs, air hugs. Angel hugs, let's go, just big angel hug. Standing where the beholder once was, there is a single staff with a weird eyeball on the top. Um, it looks like this thing is connected to uh, a key, and potentially when you remove it, you guys might all be sent home. Well, it looks like we could probably go home. It was really nice to meet all of you, and it was a really nice break from everything uh, where I'm from to have a nice little fighting tournament, you know? Oh, what a relaxation, huh? Yeah, you know, I guess it was a relaxation. You did almost get eaten I mean, by an interdimensional eyeball monster. Listen. Well, it was something. Don't worry about <laughs> it's, uh, it. It's a nice break <laughs> from running a small business. But, uh, a small business. <laughs> Does it look like if we stay here for too long, we're going to, like, die or something? No, it looks like it's pretty chill here. It's just like an empty demiplane. Mm-hmm. But I have the guy who was uh, pulling it together. There's not really much, you know, happening. It's a cool chill-out spot. Do you want to, like, have a mini party before we head off? Absolutely. Sure. All right. Uh, sure. I, don't... I got one sip here with uh, your name on it. Oh, I will take this sip very politely. I don't know what I'm drinking, but I'll drink it. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's oh just God. It is in. It's like, it's, it's, it's Coca-Cola, but when it had cocaine in it. <laughs> is it? Has Vero had cocaine? It is, no, it is incredibly high quality uh, Cuban rum aged 30 years in the finest barrels. Oh, this is, this is incredibly fancy. Like, I'm, I'm going to drink it and I'm going to like remark on how fancy it is. Hey, you got good taste. Very wonderful, yes. I think Linda's going to use her last burst of friendship goddess powers before it wears off to um, summon some refreshments for their party and some Aww. sick jams. Uh, a t- oh, we love a tea party of all sorts of delicious... Uh, what was it you were making before at the very start, those cookies? Uh, it was protein cookies, but let's go ahead and leave the protein out and just have <laughs> regular cookies. A delicious uh, tra- uh, tray of cookies piping hot with some hot chocolate, some Coca-Cola, and some uh, some uh, famous Kilsellan ale from uh, the the Orcs Tusk Tavern in Kilsella. Uh, mm, sh- it's Fang, fang, fang wine. Thank you. Um, I'll show up on a table, someone from your collective friendship powers. And oh. before you all head home back to your own world, you spend some time relaxing, taking a break, and discussing... What the hell is Mexico, really? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening, everyone, to this Pride Month special. And remember to always be gay and roll dice! LGBTQIA Actual Play Podcast Network. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.